0: Hi, Doug.
1: Hi, (laughs) Carrie.
0: I don't know why there's always such a long lead-in to the recording.
1: I'm always worried that I've lost you, or that more likely you've lost me.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just, do you get like a countdown on your screen?
1: No, no, I just, uh, I get an indication that you're about to record, and then I get the change saying that you are recording the call.
0: Okay, because I get like a count, like I get a like a thing, and it's like, and I and it's kind of like a thing that's like a countdowny thing, and I'm like waiting, 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 and then finally it says recording, and for some reason there's always like a very long wait,
1: <laughs> so. but it's not. I bet it's one to two seconds, and it just feels long, like a big yes. pregnant pause, yes. because you're so anxious to get started.
0: Speaking of pregnant,
1: oh yes.
0: Not me. Um, there, there was a pregnant lady on this episode. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh yes. Uh,
0: season five, episode twenty-seven.
1: Seven. Episode twenty-seven.
0: The Dead Wives Club.
1: The Dead Wives Club.
0: We are now, only a few away from the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, not of the whole series, but of season five. Yes.
0: Yeah, so we're getting, we're getting there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've, we've made it through to, you know, seeing the light. I think that's fair to say we're already seeing the light. Because, I mean, you know, I kind of like, as we're rebuilding Steam and some of our our storylines, where they're going.
0: I agree. So, I mean, let's get the bonkers, like, the kind of weird ones out of the way first, I think. And I think that would be, like, um, you know, Matt and Chelsea. Because I think, what, they had one scene.
1: They had, like, three, actually.
0: Why do I only remember one?
1: Well, Max and uh, two, Chelsea only... has a third, believe it or not.
0: Wait, why do I only... Oh my god, how we... Oh, I know what happened. So I watched this episode in two parts. Okay. So I watched like half yesterday and half today. And, um, and so in my head what happened with chelsea and her mom had like
1: already happened yeah already happened.
0: <laughs> and we already talked about it <laughs> but that's not the truth um okay sorry so my head is back on and um but it, it still was kind of a, a bit of a want-want
1: oh it's a lot of want-want
0: yeah so when we laughed last left um Matt and Chelsea, they were getting along great. And then Yeah, got, things
1: were things yeah. were good finally.
0: Yeah, like they were getting along. They were in a good place to, as as like, you know, what's the what's the word? Um guardian? Guardian mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, guardian child. I don't I don't know what you call it. Guardian?
1: Custody A, a, uh,
0: a guardian. Steward? A, 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 child. Uh, what would you call the child? Of the guardian. Because it's not the son or daughter, it's the charge. Would it be the charge. Yeah, the ward? I don't know. It sounds awful.
1: It's not it sounds, you know, technical. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Um anyway, so
1: Matt is legal guardian of Chelsea and Chelsea is cool finally, and she and Matt seem to be getting along. And then okay. last week, Chelsea got a call from her mom from Paris saying that she was gonna come see her.
0: She's on her way. Yeah. So this is the episode when Chelsea's mom makes her appearance, and um, she shows up, and it's not. It's she's very concerned. Like I don't know what I was expecting. I guess from the build up, I was expecting it was going to be like Pamela Davaris walks through the door. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting outfit. like
1: lots of like black, like leather and fishnets and yeah. makeup and like yeah. torn articles of clothing, and, like, yeah. really looking like a selfish mess.
0: Yeah, like, sort of, like, this sort of, like, couture punk rock woman, you know, and, um, and in walks the most conservative-looking woman I think the show has ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, definitely. She, and she's full of apologies.
1: Yeah, and, and Matt is, like, kind of standing his ground, yeah. like... You've been nothing but terrible to my dead brother and and his daughter, and that's nice that you're here and saying polite things right now. But but I remember who you really are. Now, of course, we don't know anything about her or who she really is supposed to be, or Matt's dead brother, because we never knew anything about.
0: Her. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that was what I was wondering, because it sort of almost seemed to me like, did Matt even really know this woman? Did did because I mean, I don't, I imagine Matt must not have been close to his brother because his brother didn't exist for the past four seasons?
1: Fair, fair um, assumption, yeah.
0: Right, so I kind of feel like he's, he's as much in the dark as Chelsea is about who this woman is.
1: Yeah, I mean, my biggest cue on what to go on is, however messed up Chelsea may be, like, I believe her when she says her mom was bad or never there.
0: Right, and we have no choice but to believe it. But I did kind of wonder, like, like, is this Matt's first time meeting the woman? I kind of assumed it was for some reason.
1: I feel like he used to know her. However long ago or short-lived the brother's marriage to her was, he was there for it. Like, the brother had brought her home and he was at the wedding and all that stuff. But they weren't close. And then that marriage, like, flamed out anyway. But by then, Matt was not seeing either the brother or or the wife or the or his niece. Right. So I just think like there's been years of detachment, but like he at least had seen enough to know that like she was a bad mom back in the day. But we're the day we're talking about would have been like early to mid 80s from where right. they are in the show. Right.
0: So, yeah. So my expectation was one thing. We got another. Um, and. Chelsea, to her credit, is like, I don't want to be with you. I want to be with my uncle, Matt, and we're happy and go away.
1: Yes. Until. So so that's scene one. Yes. And then to her discredit, (laughs) Matt drops Chelsea off at school. No books, no bag, just a leather jacket. So I don't know what Chelsea's actually getting out of class, but Chelsea almost doesn't make it to class because.
0: Her mom is waiting for her outside the high school and wants to tell her how much she loves her. Again. yeah
1: and at first she won't give her the time of day she's like i'm already late i don't make me any later i have to go and then her mom's like i just want to say this and suddenly becomes this mutual heart to heart about how much they have both loved and missed each other and just wanted to have a normal close mother-daughter relationship
0: big hug
1: tears all of that
0: tears big hug moment tears Next scene, flash to Chelsea at Matt's apartment, putting on her backpack, which she did not have at school,
1: and no, leaving. But, and does, but I think this bag has everything she owns.
0: <laughs> but yes, the bag has everything she owns, because now she is going to move into her mom's
1: hotel. Yeah, um, so what she does is, we see her leaving a note for Matt, but she's leaving like right as she knows Matt is getting ready for whatever kind of work he's doing, whether it's the hospital or shooters or whatever this week. Um, and Matt sees her leaving and he's like, wait, what's up? And she's like, oh, well, I wrote a note to tell you this, but I'll tell it to your face instead. And it's this whole thing about you've been a good guardian, but I'm going to go stay with my mom after all, which is like a lot to have just left in a note and scampered off.
0: Yeah. And so the whole thing is like, is that it? Have, have we? And that's it. Like, that's all they give us. That's
1: all they give us in this episode.
0: Okay, so there is not it. That's not it. Okay, because I was kind of like, well, okay, like Melrose Place, like I would not be surprised if this was it.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it really is like Grand Hotel. People come, people go. Life (laughs) moves
0: on. Yeah, like I figured, Matt. Like they're just like trying things out on Matt, and they were like, yeah, no, the storyline's not working. Let's just get rid of her and move on to the next one.
1: Yeah, I would not have been surprised if it had worked out that way too
0: okay but the, but the, but we will be seeing but this goes on. On. This, okay, goes this on. does go on
1: okay and before we move on i just want to say um the actress who plays the mother denise i think is her name the character i don't remember um uh her the actress's name is nancy lee Gron, and i actually think she is the greatest actress in all of daytime tv which is where she has really found her career home oh. um, First on Santa Barbara primarily, and then on General Hospital for the last twenty-five years. Where well, uh, she has two Emmys. Um, I will probably continue to talk about her in the next couple episodes, um, because regardless of the material this show gives her, uh, like she is an exceedingly gifted, transcendent actress um, I mean, deserving I, of many plaudits.
0: I thought she was actually quite good, especially selling a role that is particularly hard to sell. Um, yeah. You know, because we, we've got nothing. I mean, the, what, the only, and honestly, like the only thing that kept me from sort of like chucking something at the TV was because I have a feeling that there's a story here that um, they haven't quite mined yet and we'll be getting more of that. And that came strictly from her delivery and not from what the writers were giving us.
1: Yeah, um, and that, I'm not even sure they dig in as much as the writers should with like backstory here. Okay. Um, but you were right that like, She's elevating and indicating more here than your typical guest or recurring player would.
0: Right. She's too good
1: to not be able to, quite frankly.
0: Right. Like Sam's dad. I'm getting nothing from him. Oh, yeah. And and they kind of dropped a bombshell um, in this episode with that storyline. And I kind of was like, I guess we should have seen that coming. But again, there was no... The only indications of that were, like, things we were told were happening, but nothing we actually Mm -hmm. necessarily saw. Should we move over to that?
1: Let's do that so we can knock that out. Okay, great. But before we do that, I also want to say, I don't know if you noticed it or if it was the same in your Hulu interface when you were watching, but the description of this episode begins with, Billy gets ready for work. (laughs) <laughs> like, it didn't actually describe the plot, and it actually didn't even accurately describe the beginning of this episode. Uh, uh. But well, what I got was Billy gets ready for work.
0: Okay, good for Billy.
1: <laughs> so, could he you imagine, like, now. could you imagine if that was in at the time your TV guide, and that was all you had to go on for the episode? Yeah. Billy gets ready for work.
0: Because be like, oh. you had, like, one, you had <laughs> what three lines at the most to get in a full episode worth of shit.
1: Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, finally, finally meeting Andrew Shu at his level.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. he was particularly terrible in this episode too.
1: And the thing is, what he's being given to do is not hard. It's he... not like it's not like oh, there's a little bit of you know like getting from A to B for this character that he just can't get to. It's it's truly like Billy looks. Across the room, and he's still like unable to commit to it in a believable way.
0: <laughs> he was awful. So he was sort of almost monotone, and yeah. and it was kind of like watching a flatline on a on a on a monitor, you know, at the hospital. Like we're we're at Wilshire Memorial, and somebody's flatlining. That's Billy. Yeah, as, he's, as he's, the flat line. Yeah. he's the flatline. He's yeah, the like flatline. I mean, this, he, he's the flatliner. He, re- he really was just kind of like monotone and one, I mean, he's always one note, but this was like particularly bad. Um, and I'm just thinking, we'll get to the scene, but when they're having dinner and he is sort of like telling her all of this stuff about her father and it was all very monotone and it was, and he just kind of had a smirk on his face the whole time. And that was kind of the smirk he carried through the entire episode.
1: Yeah, like, regardless of what was actually happening around him.
0: Yeah, it was just this sort of, like, dead-eyed smirk. It was very weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, you call it weird. I think another term is bad acting. But, you know, potato, potato. Yeah, it's, 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 like so lazy at this point. No one is trying.
0: Yeah, like, he's really phoning it in.
1: Yeah, I mean, there could be, like, a disastrous, you know, like, sound or continuity error or something, and they probably would still be like, yeah, we're good, print, move on, because it's just not worth it.
0: I mean, does at this point, do we know, did Billy Shue, did, did, um, did Billy Shue, <laughs> did, did, did he just want... Did Andrew, Andrew Campbell? Did Andrew Campbell, <laughs> <laughs> did he just want off the show, was he just, like, tired of I, this, and he just didn't want to be there anymore?
1: I think... He was tired of it, but I also think it was easy for him. Because he doesn't leave the show for another season and change. So he's probably like, look, I'm good to keep doing this. I know what to do. I just know I don't have to give you very much. And you're going to keep paying me and letting me stay on the show.
0: So basically, it was like he's pulling pulling in the paycheck here.
1: Yeah. So I don't think... And, you know, this is our frustration with why did they keep the characters longer than, like, beyond them wearing out their welcome or their use. I don't think they wrote any character out unless that actor decided to leave. (sighs) So as long as Andrew Shue was like, yeah, I'll stay here. Yeah, I'll sign on another year and you'll pay me this much more. I don't think they were going to get rid of him.
0: You know, I've been trying to eliminate clutter. Um, and so I've, I've instituted a rule in the house, not that everybody follows it, but if you bring something in, you have to take something out. Fair. So, like, if you buy a new pair of pants, you need to get rid of an old pair, right? Like, that's sort of, like, and I kind of feel like they didn't do that on this series.
1: <laughs> no, they really expanded it.
0: Like, they just keep bringing in actors and not sending any away.
1: But if memory serves correct, I think next season, and certainly the last season, they go back to Marie condoing their cast.
0: Okay. I think, I think we go...
1: Let's say we started with eight principals, and now we're at, like, 11 or something. I think we were at a height of 13 in season four. I think we're back to, like, eight or nine again in season six and seven. And
0: I think that's important because i think that that is part of the reason why some of these storylines are so rushed there are just too many yeah
1: yeah they're just too yeah, many characters because if they all were integrated more
0: right it would work you better
1: would, you would feel you yeah because also like we say they're they're all islands these different yeah. storylines like they don't interact much with each other they don't catalyze the each other much we get a little bit of that in this episode blessedly but um You know, in the beginning when it was like, they were all interrelate, you know, like Amanda and Alison and Billy and Jake and Joe were all entwined. When Jane and Michael and Kimberly and Sydney were, and Matt were all interconnected. You know, they all moved each other along. Yeah. And you didn't feel. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and now every time there's a new plot line, we need new characters to move the story along. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not doing it
1: amongst themselves.
0: Okay, so yeah, so when we open, was this the cold open? I can't yes, remember. Yes, the cold open
1: is Billy and Sam, and then Jake and Allison join.
0: Right. Oh, right, because this is out by the pool.
1: So yeah, we're in the courtyard. Early yeah. Of the day. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, and basically, um, you know, Sam chases after Billy when he leaves the house, and she's like, um, hey, so can you find my dad a job?
1: Yeah, I don't know why she does that. Yeah, this is this is Sam who has lost her own job, telling <laughs> telling Billy to be nice to her dad, and Billy's like, yeah, and also maybe he needs a job, and she's like, yeah, maybe shooters, and then actually, Alyssa was like, why isn't he working shooters? And then Sam actually said, maybe shooters, and then right after that, as part of our call and response, Jake and Allison step out of there apartment
0: um <laughs> and sam's like hey jake can my dad work at shooters and jake's like well we're about to go elope but sure why not yeah
1: we're gonna hit the road and elope and by the way we just endured a personal tragedy but uh yeah just have your dad come by shooters
0: Yes <laughs> have your dad swing by this morning before we leave what but okay okay so my question too is who's watching shooters while jake and allison are gone well
1: that's funny because i thought he gave a name like that he wasn't going to be at Shooters, but that her dad could swing by and see someone named like Joe or someone who would be at Shooters. And I was like, oh, I didn't know Jake had help. I didn't know Jake had coverage. But I guess someone would have to be if they were on the road indefinitely for at least a few days. Right.
0: So and I it's think Matt's who's there. And it's not Matt.
1: It was. He did. He definitely did not say Matt's name. And we did not see Matt there. So it was not Matt
0: matt has got his own bullshit to deal with. He can't be dealing with Jake's bullshit at shooters.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, so um so Billy goes to work, Jake and Allison go on the road, and I assume Sam goes back into the apartment to tell her dad to go to sh- get his ass to shooters and get himself a job.
1: Yeah, and maybe she should file for unemployment at the same time.
0: Probably a good idea.
1: Um yeah, I wonder if we should just get through Jake and Allison now and then loop back with Billy and Sam, and then we can get on with some of the more consequential storylines.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so um, yeah, Jake and Allison are going uh, running off to Elope. They're just going to get in the car and find a really... I don't know. Like, their destiny will take them to a really cute town. Yeah, to they're trying on.
1: to will something very romantic uh, that, like, they will just hit the road and... When they see the right place to get married, it will call to them and they'll know. Which, but they didn't anticipate okay.
0: a broken down car, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. First the car breaks down somewhere outside of L.A. Um, and at first they're like, oh, "No, this is okay, we'll walk around this town and hang out. And then Allison starts getting bombed. Um, when the car is not ready, after maybe like two days... You know, she starts saying stuff about, you know, their relationship is a wall of stumbling blocks. But then they see a light. Technically, they see a church that they've been walking by a thousand times. Um, so they go in and we learn very quickly. That first, they see a man who seems kind of um, harried and they realize he's not the pastor. It's a female pastor and she's going into labor. And yet she says, oh, no, no, no. I can do a quickie wedding right now. And we, and that's it. It cuts away.
0: We don't see and the we, wedding.
1: And we infer that Jake and Allison really do the quickest of quickie weddings. Um, and it's confirmed afterward, uh, because we see them like the next morning in in the motel. Um, or actually, she wakes up in the middle of the night in the motel.
0: Yeah, and, like, and has like, like a moment the at window. the window. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I guess, I don't know, doubts, but it wasn't really doubts. It was just this sort of like, I'm so, I'm so happy, but I'm so sad. Yes. You know, and sort of thinking about losing the baby or whatever it was.
1: Yeah. 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 And then the next morning, or I guess they, they sleep late. It's afternoon, technically. Um, the guy who runs the motel comes by and says the pastor called, um with the news that you guys got married he said believe it or not in all my years of running this motel that's never happened so I thought it would be uh, fitting to buy you a bottle of champagne as congratulations of course not knowing that there's a recovering alcoholic in the room and so Jake brings the the champagne bottle in and he's like I took it I didn't know what to say Now, since like it's fine we got married let's do a toast and so they each Take uh, in one of those little plastic hotel cups from the bottle of wine, and and they cheers each other. But Allison has also heard the motel guy talking about the um, the pastor having a baby, having a daughter, and that also registers with her. In addition to the thing from last night, um, so Allison is is feeling like you said, both happy and also weighed down by by the recent loss.
0: Yeah. And so here we have a slippery slope of Allison sort of I mean they laid it on a little bit thick, but I I didn't really know. No. They laid on a little bit thick where Allison was like, "Well, it's one one glass of champagne. It's not going to kill me. One and done. It'll be fine. I'll be fine." It's a slippery slope, Allison, and I think we're going to start seeing that bottle of vodka come out.
1: spoken like a proven storyteller yeah, Am I right? Yeah, we're gonna see that morose Allison face a lot. Oh
0: dear! <laughs> Again. Oh dear.
1: Um. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to point out that only a fool like me would remember: the actress who plays the <laughs> pregnant pastor who yes. marries them uh, is an actress named Joanne Willette, who's probably okay. best. Who
0: do I? Why do I know that name?
1: Well, I think she's best known for the show Just the Ten of Us. Which was a spinoff of Growing Pains that lasted, I think, just like two years in the late 80s. She was the bookish, scholarly sister. It was, a, I think, a family of eight plus the parents, uh, hence the, just the 10 of us in the title. But she was also in a late 80s movie called Welcome to 18 with Courtney Thornsmith, about like two recent college grads experiencing life for the first time. And the two of them were in that movie together. So I'm I remember thinking that at the time, oh, Courtney Thornsmith must have gotten her this part, this brief, almost cameo. Um, and I bet they're friends in real life. So that's that's my uh, hypothesis. there.
0: I kind of remember, but I don't remember just the 10 of us. This is so weird.
1: I feel like you would have been too old both physically and emotionally for it. But you may have still known about it.
0: I mean, I feel like it was... Like I feel like it was one of those things that I might have watched, like for like an episode of, because eighty-seven to ninety, it looks like were the years. So it actually might not have been. I mean, I would have been, I guess, eighty-seven to nine. I guess I would have been fourteen. So maybe I was a little bit old for it.
1: You still may have known about it.
0: Yeah, I probably did. There were
1: fewer things on TV at the time. It was possible.
0: It is possible. So, okay. So she was on that.
1: So she was on that. And they were in this movie together. So in my mind, they're friends. And one was doing the other a favor or something here. That's, <laughs> that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm going on.
0: Very possible. Very possible. So, okay. Okay, so wait, I'm looking her up. Oh, but she was in um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge.
1: Um, She was. And funnily enough, now that you've opened that door, uh, the eldest sister on the show was played by Heather Langenkamp, who is the actual star of the first Nightmare on Elm Street and appears in Nightmare on Elm Street 3.
0: Amazing. Oh, and she was also in Victorious, which is why she probably looked familiar.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That Victoria Justice show that was on Nickelodeon. Because when that came out, I had a child who watched a lot of Miranda Cosgrove, and um, which is fine because we love Miranda Cosgrove.
1: We sure do. Oh, God. What was that? iCarly. I, I,
0: Best show on that was television. A really good show. fight me. That was a great show. That was a great we show.
1: Saw, I watch it. We saw Miranda Cosgrove on, I think, the Goldbergs last season. She had a guest spot. And it was like, I can't buy you as an adult, though you know mathematically speaking you definitely are now but she's locked in my mind as a smart child
0: yeah oh my god that's that was such a great show whatever happened to spencer
1: i don't know that's a good we question know.
0: um i i worry about him because i loved him he was my favorite okay anyway yeah, i guess I, I guess we're yeah we'll, we'll we'll have to find that out so hey where are we now um, So that
1: does it for jake and allison so now we can pick up with sam and billy and, I guess, her dad, Jim. Uh, yeah.
0: So, um, yeah. So, he does end up getting... Uh, Sam's dad ends up getting the job at Shooters. And um, so, I guess Billy and Sam go to see him or accidentally see him because they're at Shooters to have a drink?
1: I, th- I mean, I thought they were actually meeting him and having a meal. Because she was across the the table from... Well, I don't remember now who was across from there. Someone was sitting with Billy. She gets up, right? Anyway, it doesn't.
0: Yeah, no, he, he, he came and sat. Cause he, and he was, I, I just know that when they came in, he was like immediately complaining about how he had to clean the toilets.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was complaining about having to do his job.
0: Yeah. And I was like... Oh, this isn't good. And then he sort, of, and then he he kind of pressures them into telling Jake to pay him under the table. Yeah. It was all strange. Like I was like, "Well, why are you telling? Why are you pressuring them about that?"
1: Yeah. Although they have Jake's ear, but yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. this guy is all bad news.
0: Yeah. And um, and Sam is just kind of like going with it, and Billy is not.
1: Yeah. Sam is going with everything with him. Like, she's never saying no to any of
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's not. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I guess that was kind of it. Oh, oh no, 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 because the no, dad starts then pressuring up. Billy. She gets up to go to the bathroom, leaving the dad and Billy alone, and he kind of starts pressuring Billy about marrying her?
1: Yeah, well he's almost using like some really weird ultimatum where he's like, "Why don't you marry her?" And if you don't marry her, then maybe she should go back and live with me and leave you. Which yeah. is weird.
0: Yeah, it was super weird and I was kind of like if that if like I was Billy and somebody was telling me that, I would be like, "Okay, great. Well, I guess you're moving you're you're moving back in with your daughter. See you later." <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a heartless wench. I have no idea. Um, but I'd be like, okay, just move, move in with her then. Like, I don't need this bullshit in my life.
1: No, and it doesn't get any better.
0: No, it doesn't. And so I guess, what, what happens? That then they, they go to dinner, Billy and Sam?
1: They go to dinner and they get into the pretty much the same fight they had last week. You know, Billy is onto the dad and trying to warn Sam to like really open her eyes with Jim. Um, and she just gets agitated at him and, and stumps for her dad.
0: Right. And this is where it's sort of like Billy kind of like dumps all this stuff again on like, well he's he gets all squirrely when the cop when, when there's a cop around again, we've never seen a cop around. Yeah. You know, and that would be some useful, useful stuff. Like, you know, he's sort of like pointing out all this stuff that the dad does that's kind of cagey. And I mean, yeah, he kind of seems like a scumbag loser. But I can't say that I've noticed anything kind of beyond that, that they've given a character. And the things
1: that Billy has seen, we just haven't seen.
0: Yeah. And so I guess we're just supposed to kind of take his word for it. But it would be useful if they gave us a little bit more.
1: Yeah. One or two instances, perhaps, where we witness it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, like, even something like, you know, stealing a pack of gum. Like, anything.
1: Right, right. Something small, but that could indicate, like, he's still a creep, he's still a criminal. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, But we get none of that until the very last scene um, when the the cops show up, knocking, knock, knock, knocking on Billy's door. Um, And Sam answered, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think, and she was home alone. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and it's the was it the FBI or was it just the regular police?
1: I thought it was the regular police.
0: Okay, it's the regular police, and basically, he he escaped from prison. He didn't get yeah, let yeah, out for good yeah, behavior. They're like, he, like if you've he seen your
1: dad, let us know because he escaped from prison. Uh, yeah,
0: and they're like, We sh- we lost his trail in San in-, in Sacramento or something, but so we yeah. think that we think that he might be in Los Angeles. And Sam is like, Nope, haven't seen him.
1: Yeah. So now bear- she again, lies. Very quick, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So she lies and covers up. So um so the plot thickens with uh with good old uh, Daddy Sam there. Daddy Jim. Jim. Whatever his name is. Jake. Jim. Jim, Jake. Whatever. Whatever. Um, okay. And that
1: is blessedly it for this week for them.
0: Yes. Um, I'm already sick of them, but here yeah, we go. I don't
1: blame you. No. Do not blame you.
0: Okay, so whew. I guess all of the other storylines with Sid and Amanda and Kyle and like that, all and um, and even, I mean, because even uh, what's his name, Peter Michael
1: Burns? Oh, oh, we have sure. Michael, well, but they're they're also like you know tangentially connected, but yeah, let's do yeah. let's do Michael and Megan, um, because okay. you know, the last time we saw them, Michael was fake crying over Kimberly, who had just died,
0: right, and this was. Um, this was when he was at the train station with her mom, right? Yeah. 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 Well, now, um, they're at the beach house, uh, Michael and Megan, and they're packing things up and I guess Michael had just taken a call from Kimberly's mom. Kimberly left both of them in the beach house in the will. Well, yay, they finally have a place to live again. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: question answered. No. Yeah,
0: <laughs> of course. Of course, uh, Megan isn't too happy about that. She's kind of creeped out, and I don't blame her. Um, but Michael's stoked. Michael likes the beach house. Yeah, and I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I'd kind of be stoked about that too, yeah. Um. So. So it looks like they're going to live... In the beach house, and hopefully change out the furniture because
1: that's creepy. Uh, yeah, do something. Yeah, stage it a little. Yeah, something. Yeah, something. Um, <laughs> my, yeah, Michael basically persuades Megan that they should stay, and then they close out the scene by starting to do it on the like couch with Kimberly's photo r- right above. Them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because we're in mourning
1: here. That's right. We're in mourning. You know, it's a show. It's a show of respect. Yes, perhaps. exactly.
0: Exactly. So, um, meanwhile, back at the office, um, Peter is still angling, uh, Peter, not Peter, Michael is still angling for that chief of staff job. And he, Uh,
1: Peter still has it. Michael still, they sort of dropped that thread and picked it back up. Yeah.
0: And now that Megan is working at the office, um, Peter thinks that he has, not Peter, oh, Michael, Michael thinks again. that he has an ally of getting one over on Peter. And so, I don't know, it was like a device, a medical device, a surgical device yeah. that Peter was involved in? That yeah, he there's money a,
1: from- a medical product of some sort that people help, de- that people help, that Peter helped develop, um, and he wants them, like, he. Uh, one of the things he wants to introduce at the board meeting is for, you know, the hospital to, you know, invest in it or, or use it, something that he will uh, monetarily benefit from. Right. Uh, it's a clear conflict of interest. So Michael's like, if you just stick this dummy form in with the rest of all the forms that you're collating for Peter's board meeting and have him sign it, then I can come in and I can use this to, like, take him down. Right, and she um, says no, Michael. That would be wrong.
0: <laughs> and then Peter comes storming out of the, out of his office and just starts signing all of the memos and doesn't even look at them. Hands them back right, to Megan. Right, so it looks
1: like Megan's gonna do this anyway.
0: Right, right, and um, but at the last minute, Megan has a change of heart, and we only well, find this Ma-
1: out though. Well, because Megan has a dream, and this is
0: oh, this right where thing. we get. Was in between
1: our la- basically our last Kimberly sighting.
0: Yeah, so Kimberly does come back, but she comes back in a dream. She's not alive.
1: Right at the beach house. Now we're there living. Um, at night, Megan has a dream, and she re meets Kimberly. And the whole point is for Kimberly to tell her that she's like thriving in heaven or wherever she is, um, and that she warns. Megan about Michael's ruthless ambition and how the ones that always really suffer are his wives. And she mentions Jane and Sid and herself. Um, And then Kimberly says, I'm working on being your guardian angel.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) But this is the last we see. You know, it's so funny. I remember that dream sequence coming on and I was just like, oh, come on. And I think I totally tuned it out because I don't remember any of that
1: yeah i i, I mean I, it's not historic yeah i would okay. uh, not worth the brain space
0: so that explains why megan sabotages michael's plans she goes back she takes the memo out of the individual packets michael shows up at the meeting at the end expecting fireworks like he's like ready for them to like the board to kind of lay into peter um, yeah, you he know, comes he,
1: in at the end of the meeting, and apparently he never attends these, right. um, and he tries to sabotage them. He's like, well, what about the page where you talk about the device? And he's like, what are you talking about? And no one else in the room is like, oh, yes, I saw that page either. And Michael doesn't get it at first, then he realizes, oh, wait, it's not in here. He's like, shit. So the plan is foiled, and Peter dismisses everyone, and there will be a separate party for the members of the board that we'll get to in a little bit, but... Um, and then we see Megan showing up at the hospital asking for Peter Burns. And it's like, well, I don't even know, even knowing what she did, why Megan needed to be there in person, you know, essentially the scene of the crime. Right. Um, but she's there so that Michael can see her instead and lay into her. And of course, you know, he's pissed off that she thought for herself and, and did the right thing because it screws over his plan. Right,
0: right. But she was I mean, she was great because she was like, Michael, you're gonna be chief of staff and you're gonna do it the right way and I have faith in you.
1: Yeah, she says exactly the right thing. Yeah. I think she even means it, which is more than I could say.
0: Yeah, and you know, I kind of felt like I was like I was kind of like, Well, bravo, because I felt like she could there could be something really great with their dynamic if she come if she shows up as his conscience.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. If she sees something good in Michael and brings it out of him.
0: yeah, Which I think we need from Michael at
1: this point. It would be a nice turn of events after everything.
0: Yeah, because he's just spent the past, what,
1: four, four and a half
0: seasons
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: being a real son of a bitch yeah. over and over and over again. And honestly, I think it would be really great if, if maybe she was the one that came in and redeemed him. I agree. You know, particularly because she comes from a checkered past, too, you know, and she's the one that he needed to redeem him. Yeah, I, th- I think know, that would be great, but that's not where they're going with this. I'm pretty
1: it? sure that's not where they're going. No, but you're absolutely right. She could save herself and save him at the same time.
0: Yeah, like wouldn't that be such a great... That'd be,
1: could be really interesting and not even, you know, they redeem dark characters all the time. On soap operas because you can't keep them on long term if you don't give your audience something to side with. Uh, but I don't, I don't think that's where they go. About.
0: That's no. not what happens here. Oh God! See, look at what it, I should have been on the. I shouldn't. No, I shouldn't have been writing for this show. They would have kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> what redeem character? What get out of here? Get the fuck out of the writers' room. Yes,
1: well, yeah, you you pitched in that story. They're like, okay, let's have a conversation about planning your exit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think was that was it with them, too, like it just kind That's of it with them. Yeah, like it was just kind of quickies here, you know, speaking of quickies um should we should we dive into peter um and and uh and what's her name uh Taylor Taylor
1: Yeah, but I think we start with Kyle and Amanda.
0: okay. Okay, I'm still so, shipping this.
1: Yeah, because they let this one breathe. They let this one grow. Like we're still seeing it at like the seed planting stage. I think. Although you know? I did
0: have one moment of doubt in terms of who I wanted to see paired up.
1: Oh, I know what you mean, and we're gonna get to it. Um, and I think there is good payoff there as well.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: Um, but l- let's start at D&D, where Kyle barges into Amanda's office pissed because the ad, the print magazine ad for Kyle's restaurant, uh, has Taylor on it. It's basically just Lisa Rinna holding a menu, like beckoning people to come eat there versus all the other <laughs> restaurants in L.A. And yet somehow it's going to be considered an amazing campaign.
0: <laughs> it becomes an award-winning campaign. <laughs>
1: Um, and the bar so, was
0: slow in the '90s for us. I get, yeah, yeah, it
1: was a, it was a slow year. Yeah. Um, and you know he's pissed, and Amanda calms him down, and she's like, "Look, this is exactly what was okayed when we first ran this, because you were still married to Taylor at the time, and she had say over this." And he's like, "All right." And then he really apologizes. Um, And I think Amanda even offers for them to, like, go out and have a coffee or whatever. Like, outward gestures that Amanda has never done in the past. Uh, But he declines and goes back to Kyle's restaurant. And that's where he sees Sid, who is pleading for a job working with him. um, Because, again, boutique is closed, thanks to Sid. Um,
0: But should we rewind a little bit? Because before she goes looking for this job... Maybe we should just Oh in yeah, I'm
1: you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um and was that your notes that I heard? Were you flipping a page, checking your notes in the background? No,
0: that was something that fell off my back. Oh. <laughs> and it wasn't my um,
1: notes. <laughs> yes, before Sid reaches that point of desperation. Uh, that lawyer who represented Hilda and scammed her out of all her money approaches Sid at an ATM and asks her to join forces with him, basically like Darth Vader telling Luke to come to the dark side. Um, and he insinuates himself. He gets in the passenger seat of Sid's car. And he's like a yeah, rental
0: car because she doesn't her rent rental car, car because
1: the, her car is now
0: hot. in the possession of what's her face. Yeah,
1: um, and. And he says, oh, just drop me off. My car's parked up the block." Uh,
0: then he and, does her dirty.
1: Yeah, yeah. He gives her a taste of of what's to come. What he practices. Yeah, uh, he puts the car in park while they're on the street, and the car behind them crashes into them, and and then he scams out that guy he pressures him into paying them directly instead of calling the police and dealing with insurance on both sides blah 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 so Sid actually will benefit from this because he's able to finagle two thousand dollars from this guy 1997 two thousand dollars for this guy to give to Sid and Sid goes fine but I won't be corrupted any further
0: yeah this uh, is this is where this stops. Yeah. You know, because he did do her dirty. I mean, he pulled the emergency brake. She yeah. wasn't, expect- it wasn't just something. It wasn't her plan. That- yeah. It wasn't her you didn't plan. Say yes
1: to this. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And so and so she was really quite flustered and ready to call the cops. And and he just, but he scammed this dude out of two grand.
1: Again, I just wanted to uh, emphasize at the beginning of this episode, Sid is still on the side of right. Yeah. Just remember that.
0: Yes. And so that's actually what sends her scurrying into Kyle's because she doesn't want to, you know, be this person. She, she wants needs to... needs some money. But she, she needs, needs... Some, some Yeah, she needs, she needs money. And she knows that Kyle isn't going to leave her destitute. He's not going to boot her out.
1: Correct. Um, and while Sid is pleading with Kyle to rehire her, uh, Taylor comes in. and And because Taylor hates Sid uh kyle was like oh you don't want sid to work here sid you can start tonight wear a white yeah. shirt and black pants <laughs> um and they continue to kyle and taylor continue to fight uh, in the kitchen of the restaurant and talking about like old taylor's no he has a box of taylor's stuff which includes a photo album and that's basically the first time kyle was actually seen the physical evidence that has been in their possession the entire time of peter having been a part of her family all those years ago. Right. He's like I don't know how I didn't see it before and he also says something about how, you know, you know, peter was married to beth and now she has him but she'll never be like beth, which okay, shades of things to come very quickly. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to say the scenes of Kyle and Taylor are better of fighting are better than any of them being happily married. I agree. And this is, we have a couple examples, uh, I think, on this episode of, um, like, some really good writing and some really good, like, nasty dialogue that characters are loving one another's way that are really reminiscent of the show at its height, when all the characters were, like, throwing darts at each other and, and landing bullseyes. Yeah. Um, so that that's one example. And then we see Peter at home, and he's bought Taylor another new dress, um, and she's onto it, too. Like, she doesn't like that this isn't her style, that this isn't her look. She's not into the role-playing. Um, but Peter pushes it, and she kind of gives into it. Um, we return to Kyle's in another scene, and it's just, like, and many threats in the middle of the action... Taylor is yelling at Sid about something. We don't even know what. We just know that Taylor is treating Sid like crap. And that's when Amanda walks in. And guess what? That's when we find out that that stupid ad won an award. And per their tradition, again, new information, there's going to be a celebration that night at D&D.
0: And and would Kyle be there? Because yeah. it's, so, you know...
1: So it's funny because uh, Amanda is sitting with Kyle at a table, telling him about this, inviting him, asking for him to come, and we have both Sid and Taylor standing together, looking through the window of the door to the kitchen. (laughs) It's actually really great.
0: Yeah, actually, that was such a great moment.
1: Sometimes the humor comes so effortlessly still on the show, and it just reminds you of, like, the good old days. Um, And instead, Kyle says, they'll cater the event. Celebrating their own ad, which okay, Kyle, you really should have just come. But sure, okay,
0: we'll do a catered event. So one. Kyle's
1: is going to cater the event celebrating the ad that Kyle's was paying for in the first place. Okay, fine. Um,
0: so, um, you know it was, and then wasn't there like he he said, well, why don't you stay and have a drink with me, and we'll celebrate? And Amanda's like, no, I gotta go, or something like that. Those were the moments that I really appreciated, like because they started doing this last episode. Where they would say, "Hey, let's go have a drink," or "Hey, why don't we get a coffee?" And yeah. one would always say, "Yes, I'd love to, but tonight's not a good night, or I'm going to go home, or I'm going—I've got this thing going on, so I can't do it." So it was yeah. like almost like these misconnections between the two of them. But I thought that that was really good.
1: Yeah, and it's a, a very natural and not forced in the way like real life works out.
0: Right. Yeah. Right, because no, I feel mean, like. You know, I feel like last season it would have been like, "Do you want to get a coffee?" Sure. Next scene, they're in bed together. You know, exactly. we're gonna like we're gonna let this slow burn a bit, and I think that that's really good.
1: Yeah, and that never happens because you're right. Within the same episode, it's usually they drop the first hint that this is going to be your next couple, and they're in bed by the end of the episode, and that yeah. hasn't happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been I've been really digging the slow burn.
1: Yeah, and so here's where we start getting into. I think. Well, the decision part you were talking about that I yeah. pay off. Uh, so later, Sid and Kyle are having an after-work drink, um, and she starts massaging him and flirting with him. And Kyle starts to give in, and then he says that he's not ready for a relationship right now; it wouldn't be right. And Sid goes, "Except for Amanda, right?" Um, so again, not a, doesn't take much, but her Spidey sense is onto Kyle yeah um
0: but you know the moment before she even before she started massaging and they just had this lovely moment where he was like you did great tonight said the customers loved you she's holding a pile yeah, of cash yeah. you know it just kind of like was like almost like a sydney triumph in like sort of like the the non-scheming world where you know what i mean right. like like she might like you got you kind of had this like Oh, Sid! Like she's doing it. Like she might actually be okay. And then they are absolutely right.
1: And that's so that's so important. Yeah.
0: And they and they kind of like dig the knife in. You know what I mean? Because I was I was so ready. And then when she and Kyle started having this flirty moment with each other, even though I've been shipping Kyle and Amanda this whole time, I was kind of like, oh, this would be really great for Sid to have
1: this. And in theory and on paper, it could totally work out. And you say, okay, well. Taylor's gone and Carter wasn't meant to be, and now here they are, and they've landed back in each other's orbit, and we like them, and they clearly had a thing before, and we can pick up where they left off, and alas, it, it doesn't happen.
0: And I think part of the reason why I like this so much is he's so nice to her. He is. Like he is so and respectful. Genuine to
1: her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And every and not everybody has been. You no, know, he doesn't ever really, write her off. He yeah. yeah, like she's really been kicked by a lot of the men in her exactly. life. You know, even Carter. Um and and we do have a, you know, a, a remembrance of Carter where Sid actually says, "Do you know why K- Carter left me?" She says to to Kyle, "Do you know why Carter left me? It's because I still wasn't over you." Yeah. And um and, I mean, she
1: shows all her cards here.
0: Yeah, and there was my heart breaking into little pieces when she did that.
1: Yeah. No, it's so, true, and they were like they're both great in the scene, and they have yeah. i think inarguably great chemistry together, ah,
0: yes, I was about to say that their chemistry is these two actors off the charts. the chemistry is really fantastic, and so I was really kind of you know i'm really I was really torn and I was really. S- sad for said when she was and you just knew when she was like yeah it's amanda isn't it and and she just walked out of there completely like dejected and you just knew that that was it for them and it wasn't gonna happen yeah
1: i mean and she says something right when she leaves that like this is it it's over there's no there's no uh, more chances yeah
0: yeah so i was super sad about that
1: Um, yeah, so separately, just a bit more about Taylor before we keep going. Um, Peter has mentioned he wants to host a dinner party, and Taylor's like, why don't we do it at Kyle's? He's like, no, I really want it to be here. It's for 16 people, I think he said. It's all the people that are at that board meeting. At the Uh, house, yeah, at Peter's house. Yeah, oh, sorry, yes, at his, um, yeah, at the the marina. Yeah, um, where, where they are. Um, and she tells him that she returned the dress. Um she knows it's the same as what Beth had worn uh during their honeymoon um and she tells him to admit that he's turning her into Beth he doesn't say anything he won't cop to it but she slaps him and and sort of runs away so meanwhile Amanda and Kyle run into each other at the local video store perhaps at on tower novels. records Was it tower I was like was when I was my first saw it. I was like it looked like tower but I didn't know if it was actually supposed to be a generic i
0: think it i think it ended up being a generic because i don't think you could like i guess you could buy
1: they you didn't see anything (laughs) that said tower you just recognized it like i did from the good old days
0: well there was they there was
1: um there's more we start by seeing all the music and then we go to like the video rack yeah to have tower records and tower video
0: unless i'm like confusing the opening credits with like a flash like before the scene started it looked like they had the tower records like the Sunset Strip, Tower Records, uh, a sign, uh, it flashed, oh, and then oh, we were maybe inside the store. Maybe they did. So, um, so I was, so we were in Tower Records,
1: which I miss to this day. Yes, I do. I that. happened to see something in a Buzzfeed quiz in the last few days about, uh, like perusing the magazine rack at Tower Records, and I just sort of stopped and thought. I miss Tower
0: Records. I do too. I was actually thinking that when this episode came up, and I was like, "Oh, Tower Records!" I was like, "God, I miss Tower
1: Records." (laughs) We miss Tower Records. Who doesn't?
0: We do. do. Um, So they're Tower. They happen to be at Tower Records at the same time. Um, Amanda's getting a Marlon Brando movie
1: um yeah it's his first movie ever called the men actually because mm. you know amanda is on the inside tough and kyle on the inside is either a british theater critic or a woman one yeah. or the other He's he got got plenty a meryl Street. with meryl streep yeah.
0: <laughs> and then they decide that they're going to go back to amanda's and watch a movie together
1: yeah he basically invites himself over again we're getting only platonic vibes from this That she trusts him and he's not putting any moves on her. That they're actually going and they will sit separately and watch the movie together at her place.
0: And now this is where she actually agrees. And they actually go off and do this thing together. We never get to see it.
1: We never get to see it, but we know that they go back to Melrose to her apartment together. Because that scammy shady lawyer shows up with Sid's check from that accident that he caused the beginning of the episode. And he starts trying to rope her into his plan that she can be his ringer and all they need is to have a large corporation as a a mark. And Sid's not really in. And then she sees out her window, Kyle and Amanda heading back up to Amanda's apartment together, which is, you know, just after... Kyle has turned Sid's, you know, uh, latest flirtation down. Um, and she goes, yeah, I know. We should target D&D advertising.
0: Yeah, so she's all in and she is going and to they that
1: they're, Sid knows that they're catering an event at d d yep.
0: yep, so Sid's now in on the scam and she Did is going event. to, yeah, and she is going to sue Amanda.
1: Now, let me just say, Recently, Alyssa and I re-watched one of the best movies of all time, Batman Returns, the one with Demi DeVito's Penguin and Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Yes. This is some grade A Batman-level villain plotting that we have going on. The, <laughs> the way it all entangles, uh, you know how I keep referring to that, but, but we actually have a good example of, like, a true domino effect that spreads all the way around the you know our our cast of characters so we've got taylor and kyle are no longer and sid just wanted to be with kyle but kyle now has this friendly thing going on with amanda who is a past nemesis of sid and now sid who again was on the side of right 40 minutes earlier is now reembraced the dark side yes it all it's a chain of events that all makes Logical, emotional sense.
0: Yes. And it's just um, a delight.
1: And and I'm here for. Yes. Uh, so very quickly, before we get to that event, we do cut to the party that Peter is throwing at his uh, marina house. And lo and behold, Taylor has shown up all dressed uh, prim and proper, like Beth, to play the good doctor's wife, after all. Whatever Peter is doing, she is aware of and is now saying yes to
0: yeah i don't understand this
1: well we'll never really understand it because it just comes out of nowhere but they'll keep they don't really unpack it but it'll unschool a little bit more over the next couple of episodes
0: okay i mean i guess i just have to go with it but i really don't understand it
1: well you can go with it you have to go with it because we're committed to this podcast my dear um (laughs) But you don't have to like it.
0: You have no choice but to go with it.
1: (laughs) I will say, I do think these episodes are some of my favorites with Lisa Rinna in it on the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that.
1: Um, So here we are at D&D. And it's the one time we see Craig the entire episode. I know, you're going, Craig? Who's Craig? Yes, Craig has even less time than Matt. On this episode. Um, And Craig is drunk. Because he is seeing. Amanda with Kyle. And is also jealous. What I think we should have seen. And what was probably written originally. And probably filmed but cut out. Is Craig who's living at Melrose Place too. We should have also just seen him at home. Looking out the window. And seeing Kyle walk up to Amanda's apartment with her. Just enough to plant the seed of jealousy. In Craig.
0: Yeah. But we don't get that.
1: We don't, but we can infer that he sees the same thing we're seeing develop between Amanda and Kyle. Billy is also there because he goes, Sid, what are you doing catering this event? And she's like, eh, I work for Kyle's. Um, and um, that's when Sid gets a phone call, right? At yeah. At one of the cubes for the actual D&D employees. Um, and it's the lawyer saying that the stage has been set.
0: Yeah, and so basically, um, there's a spiral staircase in the middle of the, I guess, the bullpen. Um, that's what it would be called in a newsroom. So I don't know what else to call it. Um, and he, I guess he removed the what's it called, the skid sticker, the safety,
1: the safety tape, the skid. tape? Yeah,
0: whatever, the skid yeah. tape. I guess on the step, um, the, the next to uh, the not the top. Yeah, second second, from, the top. second yeah. from the top. Second from the top. And um, and that she needs to, you know, when she gets an opportunity, go up there, slip on that, and fall down.
1: Right. A little so, harrowing. Okay. It, it is. It, this is definitely life threatening. Shall we yeah. say? Yeah. Um. So Amanda does a toast, and she she says something to Kyle kind of like, "What's that toast you guys in the Marines have?" And he's like, "You mean Semperfy? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Yes, stempify." Um, and. And then Amanda sees Craig looking all drunk and pissed about Kyle, and she kind of goes off after him. It doesn't last very long, because that's when Sid calls attention to herself by flinging herself down that spiral stairs. <laughs> Which so I, looked, I looked at those steps, and I think they were actually all carpeted. I don't think they were, you know, like wood or metal or linoleum or anything that they would have needed skid tape on in the first place, but, you know. Splitting hairs. The point is, Sid flings herself down, and by the time she gets close to the bottom, has already somersaulted, and looks badly injured.
0: It was great though because she was at the top of the step, like at the very top, and she had this tray of I don't know. It looked like cube cheese.
1: Cube cheese, yeah. It was
0: cheese, and she, and so all of a sudden, like the- she like chucks the tray like okay. over the side. Of- yeah. And then tumbles down the stairs, and it looked and it looked like it must have hurt. I mean, she had like a bloody forehead well, and everything. She had around. like
1: a lot of blood, looking like it was clumped in her hair, which is, you know, I would think that's the kind of thing you have internal bleeding or a concussion from, not necessarily outward bleeding, but you got to make it look as as dire as it was. So yes, Sid has made another bad choice, and we have to see just how serious, you know, the consequences are.
0: Yeah. Yep, and I mean it was serious enough where they were calling the nine one one. So, yeah. um, and then we faded to black. So I guess we'll find out next week if Sid survived. That's right. I think she does.
1: Uh, I think you're probably right, spoiler. But I do think that this introduces uh, a, a new sto- uh, a storyline that I'm here for.
0: Yes, um, me too.
1: But again, this is probably like a B plus episode. All things considered. Um, judging by the storylines that were, you know, at their best here. The stuff with with Kyle and Amanda is really good. The stuff with Kyle and Sid, really good. Um, We actually have some pretty decent acting from people that aren't Andrew Hsu in the episode. So um, in terms of building up to the season end, I mean, I think this, this does a good job. And I think it continues to to rescue it from like the mid-season lull that we were talking about just a few weeks back even.
0: Yeah, I would um absolutely agree with that. Um I think it was a great episode. I was I was thrilled. I mean there were definitely moments where I was like oh. Um, you know, particularly that Sam storyline with her dad and, you know, even Allison and Jake are starting to grate on me now because like, you know, morose Allison, like I'm just kind of sick of her. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, this, this, you know, Sid's given me life. Um, I like what they're doing with Megan and Michael. Um, and, and I'm digging Kyle and Amanda and I want to see more of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to get your, most of your wishes granted come the next episode. So, so yeah, they're, they're pulling it back up. I mean, I think it's, I think it's going to end the season, uh, for you on a, uh, mostly high notes.
0: I love it. Excellent. I'm yawning. Okay.
1: It can be both. You can be tired and, and love it.
0: And love it at the same time. So we are going to make a quick pit stop on Hollywood Boulevard, not a long one tonight. Um, but we are going to head over there to talk about some more modern things
1: modern things Mm -hmm. yes and meanwhile by the time you guys are listening to this it's the tail end of january we have already somehow soldiered through the first month of this new year of of continued insanity so go us and thanks for um you know being our loyal supporters we love you
0: all right so we're gonna head on over to the boulevard why don't you follow us there
1: Follow us there, and otherwise, we will see you next week when we're back on the block. Bye!